Hi, I'm Shireen Patwa and welcome to the first episode of our special series on VAT. In this episode, we are speaking with our tax expert Manish on the upcoming value-added tax in UAE, the basic terminologies and understanding of what's involved. So grab a cup of coffee, maybe some iced tea and let's get started. As most of you already know, the UAE and soon the GCC are all set to introduce value-added tax in 2018. I'm a small business owner myself. VAT impacts me directly and we need to understand the basics as well as what it means to us to account, report and file our returns. I'm joined today by Manish Khanna, Director at Zypher Management Consultancy, which specializes in all aspects of corporate finance including strategy, audit and importantly, tax. Hi Manish, thanks for joining us. Hi, hi everyone. Let's start with the basics. VAT is essentially tax paid on value of goods and services. Tell us how this is different from just a sales tax. Okay, just a general concept. The end result for the consumer is going to be exactly the same, but the big difference between uh, the VAT and the uh, sales tax is VAT is imposed by the government at every step of the supply chain or uh, the various stages where the service has been rendered. Whenever there's a purchase that takes place right from raw materials all the way to manufacturing to production to storage to shipment to dispatching to the end user there's a vat implication uh, however the sales tax is purely an end user based transaction which is only at uh, the final sale to the end user and there's absolutely no trace of it in the previous stages of the supply chain just to give an example the end user wants to buy a 100 dirhams worth of apples or fruits and uh, the whole cycle is uh, the farmer produces it uh, he sells it to the wholesaler and then the wholesaler sells it to a, a hypermarket which in turn sells it to the end user in the scenario for sales tax the tax will be divided only upon the transaction between the hype the hypermarket and the uh, the end user whereas in case of vat right from uh, the farmer all the way to the end user all the stakeholders are are involved in uh, collecting and payment of tax it converts everyone to making them effectively a tax collector when everyone's money is at stake it brings about transparency it eliminates the case of tax evasions and tax theft which severely hurts the government which is one of the reasons why uh, we have tax in the first place based on what you described it makes sense generating income from business is quite a motivator for the government let's look at another aspect vat would bring in a lot of transparency as well wouldn't it transparency is definitely a huge motivation cash is definitely a huge motivation given the disastrous oil prices in the last few years it was absolutely critical for them to have another stream of revenue where they could fund all the government projects where they could build up infrastructure and roll back the money in the same economy uh, that generates it in the first place as mentioned before by implementing vat they effectively make all the service rendering companies as tax collectors it makes government's job very easy in terms of uh, auditing uh, the books and tracing the funds and finding out which companies are paying or not paying for the benefit of our listeners here's what we know so far every company in the uae must register for a vat or vat id by jan 1st 2018 at the dedicated site tax.gov.ae 
Now, Manish, what would you say to those businesses who feel this is quite a hassle and perhaps would want to wait it out and see what happens? I wouldn't recommend that. The main reasons, I mean, there are so many important reasons why you should be registering. Even if you're a small company and you don't meet the criteria set out by the government or uh, what they've termed it as a voluntary registration. Registration for all the entities probably fall under two categories. Besides the threshold that they mentioned, the company is either a big company or a small company. A big company would anyways have to register. For smaller companies, it is important because there'll be entities which will be in a scenario where they might have to end up recovering VAT and if they don't have a VAT uh, registration ID, they might not be in a position to to recover it. Besides this uh, financial aspect of it, companies going forward post-January will probably be slightly hesitant to, to deal with entities which do not have VAT. Plus, you do not want to give an impression that you're a small company to your clients. It just slightly diminishes the confidence they might have on you. So, uh, for all these implications, I think it's, it's important that companies that do not meet the criteria set down by the government still end up registering uh, before the 31st December deadline. Alright, thanks for clarifying that. So the criteria is based on turnover of taxable goods and supplies of above AED 375,000 or 187,000 in the case of voluntary registration. Well, what exactly does this mean? So the VAT has been broken into three categories. One is the ones where VAT is going to be applicable uh, outright. Majority of the food items, uh, the daily day-to-day transactions, etc. fall under this category. And uh, the government is still fine-tuning uh, the list uh, and they'll hopefully come up with a, with a final list soon. Uh, that's still under debate. Uh, the second category is zero-rated VAT category and the third one is the exempt category. Uh, VAT is not applicable whatsoever. Uh, some of the few few items that are included in the exempt category are financial services, uh, land and healthcare, etc. Uh, if your company is uh, doing a turnover of uh, 375,000 dirhams annually in uh, categories which are not exempted, it is mandatory for a VAT registration before the 31st December deadline. How about the impact for business owners? Wouldn't adding 5% to everything make it more expensive to run businesses? As mentioned earlier, the VAT is going to be through the value chain and it's not going to hurt the businesses unless the business itself is the end user. The two types of VAT or the two categories in which the VAT is uh, is broken down is the input tax and the output tax. Uh, what uh, it means is uh, when you have a supplier or vendor supplying you some services or products they'll be having a value addition in the chain and uh, they'll be paying five percent to the government uh, on your behalf when they collect and pay the money on your behalf to the government which you can deduct uh, from the payments you collect on behalf of the customer just to give an example the farmer who sold the uh, fruits to the wholesaler earlier used to charge 40 dirhams for the goods he used to supply from january 1st uh, 2018 the 40 will become 42 dirhams once the farmer gets paid 42 he'll deposit the two dirhams to the government that two dirhams is going to be the input tax whereas the output tax is when the wholesaler sells the same goods to the hypermarket for 80 dirhams in the previous scenario it's going to increase to 84 when he collects the four on behalf of the hypermarket he deducts the two that is paid to the farmer and he pays the net two dirhams uh, back to the government so effectively the government has got uh, two dirhams from the hypermarket and two dirhams from the farmer so this is the put an output tax now, since VAT is accounted for just for businesses in the UAE, 
wouldn't it naturally become cheaper to get a trainer from say UK or even India as they won't charge this 5% VAT? So the government has introduced uh, reverse charges for all tax paying entities who that import goods or services from outside the tax implementing countries. What this means is in addition to what you pay to the foreign entity or the non-tax registered entity, you have to pay VAT assuming that the goods were purchased in the exactly the same fashion as if uh, it was purchased in the UAE. Just for example, if the farmer was probably in India and he would have charged uh, 40, you would have ended up paying 40 to the farmer. In addition to that, you would pay another two dirhams back to the government uh, since it's a taxable supply to your own self. So that's the way the reverse charge mechanism works. Based on the same principle, we would still have to pay VAT if I were to import goods or services to sell further, right? You will have to pay VAT on imports through the the reverse charges mechanisms. In this particular ex- case, all the imports will have to be paid at cost directly to the vendor and the onus of paying the uh, equivalent tax for those imported goods and services will fall to the buyer instead of the seller. Uh, you'll have to pay the exact amount of tax that you would have paid had you purchased those imported goods or services from a UAE VAT registered entity. Staying with imports, how will VAT be treated against custom duties? So VAT and custom duties or excise uh, are completely unrelated. Customs and excise are on the cost of the goods to the supplier, whereas VAT charge is on top of all the costs that the suppliers incur, including custom duties, excise, and an element of their own profit. So for two different purposes, the excise on 1st of October has a completely different initiative from a health perspective. It's That's why it's imposed on tobacco, aerated and energy drinks. Customs is on imports typically, but VAT is what you would charge the customer for acquiring those goods. Alright, tell us about margin scheme. The Ministry of Finance has not mentioned the exact categories for which margin uh, scheme is applicable, but going by implementations in other countries, it's mostly four categories, second-hand goods, antique, artwork, and collector items. Margin scheme is basically when a tax-paying entity purchases second-hand goods from a non-registered entity or, or an individual. There's typically no, no input tax, whereas because he's registered, uh, he's supposed to pay and file for taxes. And when he sells those goods, typically because it's resale, there's not enough margin to make sure that uh, the loss is limited. Instead of showing a full-fledged cost and a full-fledged revenue, you just report the difference of uh, what you charged and what you paid and pay VAT on on that particular number, which helps you generate some profit rather than making it uh, either a no-profit deal or a, or a loss-making deal. Lastly, free zone. I know uh, free zone is a hot topic because it's still not announced whether they're going to be included in VAT or not. But I think until it's announced by the government, we'll just have to keep waiting. In the upcoming episodes, we'll cover accounting, filing returns, how VAT impacts home businesses and also have a segment on listener questions. So if you have any, please comment on the episode or email them to us VAT at coffeeandiced.com. If you like what you heard, do subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend about us. It will really help. Thank you.